Hello, hello, and welcome to the Your Latina Mentor podcast with your host, Isabel Restrepo, or Isabel Restrepo, as I got used to saying growing up in Minnesota so that people would understand me. And that's actually a perfect example highlighting what this podcast is all about, where I'll be sharing experiences, tools, and resources to navigate what it means to be a woman, a Latina, an immigrant, and everything in between what I like to call this human experience. Part of the inspiration for this podcast is also that I didn't have a Latina mentor growing up, and I wish that some of the things that I'm going to share with you, somebody would have shared with me. I am so happy that you are here. Welcome. Welcome to the first official episode of Your Latina Mentor. I am just so excited because I've been thinking about this for months, okay? And I'm finally doing it, and we are here. You're on the other side of this speaker, and I am just thrilled. And I have to admit that as I was preparing to create this first episode, I had so many ideas about, you know, going from where I was born and where I grew up and all the things kind of like that regular way of storytelling where it's A to B to C and here we are now and this is it. And I have to admit that that just didn't feel quite right. And instead, I would like to share some experiences of my life up until now. I'm 34, almost 35 of, of my experience of what it means to be a woman, a Latina, an immigrant, a person in general, you know, for me. And yeah, let's, let's kind of dive into that because a lot of the things that make me me is kind of this in-betweenness where, you know, I grew up in Medellin, Colombia, and I, we moved to Minnesota when I was seven and I grew up there and I've always lived kind of in between these two places, both physically, literally, emotionally, where I'm neither here nor there. I'm from this place, but I'm also from this other place. I am in this betweenness of two cultures all the time. And I want to say that, yes, it's been integrated over the years, but it's also kind of this dance between the two. And I find myself sometimes where it can be really obvious, and we'll dive into a little bit more of that later, or just kind of this like swift dance across the ballroom of life, I guess you could say. So as I mentioned, I was born in Medellin. And when I was seven, we moved to Minnesota. I grew up speaking Spanish. I had no English. I didn't know any English when I when we moved. And I would say out of time really just transformed my life. I had my family, I had my cousins, I had my grandparents, you know, I had my bubble of who I knew and what I thought the world was and, you know, just everything that you can think of up until that point. And then mid-December, we get on an airplane. I remember the the uh, flight attendant at one point she was wheeling by. They were offering food. I think it was 
I'm assuming it was salad because she kept on saying salad. And my mom was saying, Sarah's right here, my little sister. (laughs) And I also remember looking out the airplane window and being like, great, where is, you know, Jesus, Mary and Joseph and God and all the angels? Like, why is no one up here? (laughs) Up until that point, I was raised Catholic and Colombia is a very Catholic country. Anyway, those are just silly things about the airplane. But then when we landed in Minnesota, my dad was there. I had another uncle, you know, two other uncles that were there, one of them with his kids. It was just like everyone was there to greet us. And we get in the car and then I'm offered a jacket, like a a winter jacket. And my mom had bought us these wool jackets And I was like, ooh, something new, something shiny. Like, yes, give me the jacket. In that moment, I was just so quick to go on to that next thing, the new thing. And it just kind of, I think later, as I reflect back back on it, it's like, what else would I kind of like give up so quickly? And maybe it was just something new and something that I liked. But anyway, we get into the car. We're driving to this restaurant called (laughs) Chi-Chi's. If you grew up in Minnesota, maybe you're familiar with it. Not Chili's, no, no, Chi-Chi's. And it was a, you know, just your regular restaurant. We get out of the car and I just remember being in awe because everything was covered in sparkly white snow. It was just this thin layer of just magic, magic white cold, beautiful, sparkly dust. And, you know, I remember running my fingers through the snow because I had never seen anything like it. In Medellin, where I'm from, it's up in the mountains. It's called the city of eternal springtime. It's always springtime. So to go from 75 degree weather Fahrenheit to this blanket of snow I was just an on. I could see my breath in the air. And I looked up at the sky and it was just pitch black. And we get into the restaurant and, you know, we ordered, I think it was like burger and fries. And they were like, great. Okay, what do you want to drink? And I said, manzana. And they're like, no, we don't have that. I'm like, colombiana. And they're like, no, we don't have that. I'm like, well, what the heck? Like, what else do you have? That's what that's what you drink. That's the pop or the soda that you drink. And they're like, what about a Coca-Cola? I was like, no, I don't like Coca-Cola. They're like, all right, we'll give you a Sprite. <laughs> so then I had the Sprite. I remember the food was just like a little too spicy, even though it was not spicy at all. But at that moment in time in Colombia, the food was pretty bland. And it still kind of is. We don't really do a lot of spice here. But those early memories and then slowly adjusting to this new life where I walked into second grade again. So I had finished second grade, but the school year is a little bit different in the States. I joined second grade again. We're in the middle of second grade because I don't speak English 
And that first day, I just remember all of these kids' faces just kind of saying hello, I'm assuming, and they're smiling and they're coming up to me. And I just have no idea what they're saying. But I just remember this feeling of like, okay, this is new and this is it and we're here and everyone is so friendly and nice. And it was kind of the beginning of this whole new chapter that was really unfolding for myself and for my family. And and again, always thinking back about, you know, missing my cousins and my grandma and what I knew life to be up until that point and kind of going back and forth of those two. And during that time, it was the mid 90s. You know, there was no there were no cell phones. There were no WhatsApp. There is no like direct calling now. I mean, you can contact anybody across the globe and it's pretty remarkable. But during that time, there was none of that like maybe you could get a phone call in and it lasts like three minutes and everyone's like, hello, I love you. I miss you. And like, you know, like just really bad connection. And so, you know, during those years where we couldn't travel, we couldn't travel outside of the U.S. due to the visa restrictions. It took about eight years to get um, to become residents. So we didn't get to go back to Colombia during that time. And so it was like, I brought with me all of the things that I had known up until that point, up to seven years old, living in this country. And then, you know, now there's an airplane overhead, so I apologize if you hear that. Um, And then kind of those next eight years of growing up in Minnesota and the cultural differences, the food, the language, just everything... And then I remember we finally got our residency and we could go back. And so my older sister and I go back. We're going to celebrate my 15th birthday and and talk about reverse culture shock. So culture shock again. <laughs> we get down to Medellin. I remember we're at my aunt's house. We're getting ready to, you know, go out for the day. You know, I I shower, I wash my hair, and I'm all ready to go. And my aunt is like, where are you going? Your hair is wet. And I'm like, yeah, like, what's the problem? Like, in Minnesota, you just kind of, I mean, people go out in pajamas for crying out loud. Like, there is no kind of sense of, like fashion, I would say, or at least where I grew up, that was just like not a thing. And then here I am in Colombia where it's very much a thing. Like you do not go outside with your hair wet. You do your hair, you put on earrings, you do your makeup, even if it's just a little bit. Um, you do not wear flip-flops. I remember I was also wearing these flip-flop sandals and my aunt was like, you can't wear your house shoes to go out. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) And I laugh now because, you know, when you see tourists in Medellin and they're wearing flip-flop sandals and the cargo shorts, it's like, okay, yeah, this person is not from here. So I was kind of that version, I guess. Oh, my goodness. Back then. And so 
I got a lot of different messages about what it meant to be, a, you know, a woman in this culture. You had to look good. You had to do your hair, you know, all of these things. While in Minnesota, it's like, I I don't even think brushing your hair is a requirement. I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit over here, but like, you could go out in sweatpants and a sweatshirt and it's like, it does not matter. Nobody cares. So it was like, okay, I need to like learn the social rules again here. And I would say I'm pretty relaxed. Like I'm, I would say I'm a little bit more on the relaxed side when it comes to that here. Like I, I do go out with my hair wet still, but then, you know, sometimes, um, my casual is someone's dressed up. And I say that because I was just with a friend a few weeks ago who is from Minnesota and she made that comment. And I just thought it was so funny that it brought me back to just, you know, the differences or whatever. And so I think those, that really marked me in terms of like, okay, what do I, like, what do I need to do here? What am I learning? I'm also 15 for crying out loud. Like, it's that weird, awkward age where you just don't even know what's happening. I mean, talk about the hormones going all over the place. So really kind of just learning that. And in Colombia, like, plastic surgery is very common to get um, your breasts done, breast augmentation, like, that's pretty common. And I would say even more so in the earlier years. Um, so I'm getting all these messages about, okay, being like super pretty and whatever. And then I remember even later growing up, you know, 15 to 22, where it was like, well, I don't want to be known as like the sexy Latina. I'm more than just looks and kind of like pushing against that. And just kind of this fine line of like, well, I do want to be sexy and I want to be pretty and I want to be, you know, feel really feminine, but I also don't want to be known for that or just that. So yeah, kind of this balance and this dance again, as I mentioned before of like neither here nor there, it's like, yes, I'm this sexy, beautiful woman, but no, I'm not. <laughs> and just kind of like, this internal battle between the two and the language and how do I express myself and how do I, you know, sometimes I have the perfect expression in Spanish, but I'm talking to somebody that doesn't speak Spanish, so I can't say that or I forget words in both languages or, oh my goodness, I even make up words now. And I remember when I was younger, my mom would do that and it would drive me insane. And now I'm doing it too. <laughs> Maybe that's just a thing that happens when you get older. But, you know, kind of this, yeah, as I mentioned, this dance, like that's just the the visual that I get when I think about these two different things. Sometimes it feels more of a, a tug of war. I do have to be honest, like sometimes it does feel like a tug of war. And that can feel more, I feel that more when it comes to let's say language. So because I grew up in Minnesota, um, my quote unquote, like Colombian accent, like when I speak English, I don't really have an accent other than a Midwestern accent. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't you know? <laughs> um, but then when I speak in Spanish, like, it's just a little bit different. It's just a little bit different than if I were, you know, if I would have lived here for, for, all of my life. 
And so when I come here, when I'm in Medellin or in Colombia, I get asked a lot like, oh, where are you from? And I'm like, no, I'm from here. And they're like, oh, but I don't know, like your accent's a little funny. And I'm just like, well, what the heck? All right. And I think there's a part of me that feels like for many years felt like, oh my gosh, I'm not enough. Like my Spanish is not enough. And then growing up in Minnesota where it's very predominantly white, you know, oftentimes I, well, yeah, like from middle school to high school, I'd be the only non-white person in the classroom and people being like, oh, you're Colombian, but like, you're not dark enough. So it's like this element of like never being enough, not being dark enough, dominating the Spanish enough or having enough accent. And it took me a long time to just kind of come to terms with like, no, like that's just, that's just how I speak. So if you have a problem with it, like too bad. <laughs> wow. Sounds a little aggressive, but you know what I mean? Just like, well, yeah, that's what, I, how I speak. Like, what do you want me to do about it? I'm not going to like pretend to like have another accent than the one that I have or the quote unquote, like, but you're so light, like you're not dark enough. But then when I come here, I am a little bit lighter and people are like, oh, Mona. And I'm like, I'm not blonde. So it's this really weird mixed messages, just depending on where I am, where in Minnesota, I've been made to feel so much less than the messages that I received is I'm not dark enough. So I'm not other enough, even though I am not from there, feeling internally like I'm not from there. But then when I come to Medellin, also not feeling like I'm fully from here, whether that's because I get called out on my accent or just terms or the way that people do things, I don't really understand because I'm so used to the way that things are done in the United States. And it's just this like, again, like this push and pull and dance and kind of this black and white. And during one of my sessions, actually, um, one of my training, one of my sessions for my training that um, I was certified in for energy healing, which I'll talk about at some point <laughs> during a later episode. I just remember her saying, even though things can seem so black and white, so are piano keys. And when they come together, it makes a beautiful melody. And that just click things for me because it doesn't have to be either or. It can be both. It can be a yes and. Yes, I am from Colombia. And I also grew up in Minnesota. You know, like it doesn't have to be one or the other because I'm really not. I'm really a blend of a lot of these two cultures. And, you know, sometimes I feel like I have to justify myself, whether that's in the States or here. It's like I've in the past felt that I've had to justify myself where really I'm kind of done doing that. It's more of I am here. I am this blend. I am this mix. And I'm tired of having to justify it or to make sense of it. It's mostly this is me and this is, this is me. This is an integration of 
both of these cultures and I get to be a little bit picky and choosy and go with what works for me, you know? <laughs> Sometimes when I'm here in Medellin, I'll hear jokes or the mansplaining or just the machismo is so ingrained into everyday culture. And that really bothers me. Like, I really have a hard time with that. And I don't stay quiet about it. And I've been called out like, ay, que tan gringa. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. That means like what? That I am, you know, pro-women being strong? Like, what does that even mean? And in that case, like, sure, yeah, I'll take it. Si, soy muy gringa en eso. Like, yes, I am very gringa then. Like, if that means that I am not going to kind of put up with this bull crap, <laughs> excuse my language, uh, then yeah, I am gringa, sure, sure. Or, you know, if I like to dance and I like to be bubbly and, you know, I like to touch someone on the arm when I talk to them, and if that makes me more Latina, then sure, whatever. Like, whatever, I've kind of gotten to the point of, like, whatever you want to label me as, I it really... I can't let it affect me anymore because I found myself throughout the years either feeling not worthy or feeling not enough or feeling like I had to justify who I was or who I am. And that was just so exhausting and I didn't want to do that anymore. And so I started finding tools that would help me work through those things like therapy Everyone, I think, should probably go to therapy. It's great. Find the therapist or type of therapy that works for you. So that's one of the tools. Um, I found energy healing, which is really um, bringing not just talk therapy, but the somatic experience of your body and bridging that. And it's really kind of this soul, body, emotional inner child healing, shadow work, all of these things that kind of come together to really just, I mean, when I think about it, it's like full acceptance of this is me and this is who I am. And this is, this is my experience and whew, it can feel so liberating to say that. And while, yeah, sometimes labels or language helps us connect with other people. It can also be really freeing to kind of let go of all the labels at the same time. Yeah. Like while it can be really empowering for me sometimes to be like, yes, I am a woman and this is what it means for me to be a woman to kind of be like, yes, I can be sexy. Yes, I can be feminine, but I can also be this you know, kind of like go-getter and masculine and like a lion, like, rawr, like that for me is like, can feel very good. You know, when we talk about putting words or labels to things, but then also I can be a, totally inspired by somebody that does not identify with either, you know, and that in itself is empowering and exciting and like just the freedom to be yourself and acceptance of who you are with whatever label that may be. 
And (laughs) I feel like I'm digressing a little bit, but essentially just knowing that, again, it doesn't have to be either or. It doesn't have to be Colombia versus the U.S. It doesn't have to be English versus Spanish. It doesn't have to be light versus dark. It doesn't have to be Mona, you know, blonde versus you're not dark enough versus I just feel so other. You know, it doesn't have to be so at the extremes. It can be this beautiful blend and this integration. Yeah, that is that is what this is all about. You know, when I say the human experience, that's what I'm referring to. It's navigating all of the difficulties that come with being human. Sometimes it can be really hard. It can be really tough. It can be really isolating, but then it can also be really beautiful where someone else's story touches you or my story or me hearing somebody else, you know, like it just ignites this connection that I find so incredibly fascinating that while we can be so different, we can also come together and be so similar. And that sounds so (laughs) vague and cheesy as I'm saying it, but it really is true. I really do believe it. I really do. You know, that's kind of what makes me me. This is kind of the way that my mind works where I'll kind of start going on one thing and it takes me to all of these different avenues. And there were some stories that I had intended to share, but I don't think that this is the time that they will be shared. And I have a lot of stories, so I'll be sure to share them on other episodes. But anyway, I am so happy that you are here. Thank you so much for joining me on this first episode and coming along the ride of this podcast and, you know, kind of the birth of this little seedling of this magic that we're building together. And I really look forward to to growing and connecting and sharing with all of you. Thank you so much. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Your Latina Mentor podcast. If you like what you heard, please let me know by leaving a review and sharing it with friends and family. If we aren't friends on social media yet, go check out Instagram at Your Latina Mentor or check out the website yourlatinamentor.com and we will see you on the next episode. Talk soon.